0: Anything like
1: it from the depths of despair to world cup winners once more new zealand are the champions
2: win in your life indeed what a final it had heart heartbreak highs and lows and a down to the wire result Kia ora atoro i'm zoe george and this is the podium sports news but not as you know it from stuff What a game, Rugby World Cup final, Black England, 34, 31, 42,000 people at Eden Park. The game had everything, a red card, a yellow card, a total of 65 points. The drama, the injuries, the 11 tries, the rolling balls. The fans were loving it.
3: It was very exciting. Um, the second half, I thought, you know, when
1: that came out and it was just, I was like, yes, it's on, it's finally on and they didn't disappoint.
0: Pretty scary, pretty scary there, yeah. uh, I guess England and their, ro- their rolling balls, there's a cheat code. Really happy, so excited. They've
1: done so much for World Rugby, for just for the goals. It's great to be here, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, what a game. <laughs> what a game.
3: What a game.
2: What a game. Yeah, no, thoroughly enjoyed it, they've played the heart out. Thoroughly deserved the win. What do you reckon?
4: Oh, absolutely brilliant. Money well spent.
2: What's on your sign?
1: Oh, it says, Real chance for Blackburns. Matatua Awaka. High five. Amazing. Thank you. What did
2: you make of that game today? Oh, it was awesome, me. Eh? Yeah, it was a nail biter. Oh, you're just over the frickin' moon. So proud of the girls. Very proud. We travelled a long way. We're from Oputake, we come to support Luca Connor, so
1: with worth the money travelling, worth staying, it's just bloody amazing. Absolutely amazing, nail-biting last 60 seconds though, again. Come I'm, on! I'm surprised you have a voice. <laughs>
2: just, just. What a game. Absolutely, absolutely. World champions again yes little dance on the sideline oh yeah <laughs> i caught up with liz elder 22 game black fern loose forward turned smart commentator straight afterwards yep. liz elder welcome to the podium how are Hi. you feeling right now oh man i my my jaw is like clenched up from smiling and hugging all the people and i'm just overwhelmed with emotion relief everything yeah uh, i for me that crowd, right? Hello, women's rugby. We are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay attention right now. 100%. I mean, look at that standalone event, like four games, you know, one of the best games of rugby I have watched, entertainment wise, even skill set, just, you know, pure entertainment. That game had it all. Um, and yeah,
3: like you said, we are here. Like, watch this, be a part of this, because it's special.
2: After the game, co-captain Druhe Dumont explained the team's mindset on field, something even coach Wayne Smith was surprised by.
3: It's funny, um, even though we were actually down for, for most of the game, I never felt like we were under the pump, like we were going to lose. Um, and I, I don't say that based on on the opposition. I say it based on uh, the the calmness that our 15 players out there on the field showed. Um, We knew where the space was. We just had to get the ball there. And we knew that their line-out drive was killing us. So we tried to keep the ball in and, you know, not concede any penalties. Um, And it took 80 minutes, and it took 23. Didn't matter if we had a yellow card. Um, Yeah, just, I I guess... to sum up the game, I'm, I'm
4: just really proud. I wish send that message up to us in the coaching box. <laughs> 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 you weren't worried. It's
2: okay, it's okay. Speaking of Wayne Smith, he's moving on from the team, but he's excited for their future.
4: I said to the team this morning, I love them. I'm proud of them. I, I've never been more proud of a team. Win or lose. Like, end of the day, I didn't really care today. Win or lose. Uh, it's better to win than lose, but... Um, we just wanted to go out and play and be true to okay. our DNA and, and what we've been trying to do. Um, I'm not gonna stay involved, but I'll be following these women the rest of their careers because it's not just the, the 23 that ended up on the field today. We have some, I think, global superstars and the other nine that are gonna come through We've got young props, young midfielders, um, there's young wingers out there, there's uh, honestly there are so many good kids coming through in, in women's rugby that it is unbelievable. And I just think the future is great, so I'm going to be following them, but, but yeah, from a different position.
2: Stuff sports journalist Joseph Pearson was at Eden Park. Hi, Joe.
4: Hi, Zoe.
0: What a night. What a night. <laughs> I've had about four hours sleep, so my voice is probably less husky than yours, though, to be perfectly <laughs> honest.
2: What a night. Um, Let's start. Was the red card for Lydia Thompson after that head knock on Portia Women the turning point for the game?
0: Yes. England were incredibly dominant in that first 18 minutes until that red card. They looked ominous, didn't they? Mm. They were smashing through the blackfin through the middle. They were creating space out wide. The first try they scored was an excellent try, wasn't it? The way they just powered through and then that old smash through the middle, get it out wide. The fullback scores in the corner, and then they scored from a mall try just afterwards. And you're thinking, Oh my goodness, how on earth are the Blackfin's going to stop this? But look, I, I'm not a big fan of the, the red card for these head clashes. It's been a, I think there was a one for the All Blacks with Angus Tatavao earlier in the season. I remember covering a bit, and I just I don't really understand what the players can do sometimes. However, by the rules, it was a bit reckless, it was a bit late, and they're both. You know, both Thompson and Woodman's their games were over and playing with 14 players in a World Cup final is tough and England were incredible to hang on for as long as they did and they they almost won it at the end, didn't they? But there is no doubt that was a huge moment in the game. England coach Simon Middleton indicated that he wasn't in agreement with the decision necessarily, especially when Kennedy Simon was shown a yellow card for a fairly similar incident later in the game. But... Yeah, it's difficult to, in the heat of the moment to really know whether those calls were right, but yeah, it was a huge moment and the Black Ferns certainly gained belief from that because I think they scored just afterwards, didn't they? And England just couldn't keep them out really, could they? Like It was incredible and the way that the Black Ferns countered England with their own game, the more was... I think Did anyone see that come in? I certainly didn't and <laughs> I don't think the English pack did, did they?
2: It was absolutely amazing. The electricity in the crowd like how amazing was that crowd and do you you think that the Black Ferns fed off it and that helped them carry them through
0: well I certainly do you can't quantify the significance of home support can you but the old 16th player you know on the field and all that cliche but in the last few minutes, when England were kicking to the corner to win the game with their formidable mall, mm-hmm. everyone, the press box where I was last night, is like on the bottom tier and it's right in the thick of all the fans. And all of them in front of us, as far as I could tell, stood up in those last few minutes because they knew that this was it. This was the World Cup, right? And it just felt like England were going to just push over it oh. seemed meant to be because it it seemed meant to be for them in some ways because it's what's been the cornerstone of their successful game in the last three or four years hasn't it which has led led them to 30 wins in a row but the noise when jo- joanna Nan Wu got a, got a hand on that ball palmed it back and then that was it wasn't it i don't really know what happened in the final few minutes because i didn't really see because i was frantically writing a the most hectic match report of all time but yeah, the crowd was incredible. It was great um, in so many ways, but there were some people there had probably never been to a rugby game before, yeah. didn't, necessarily, didn't necessarily know all the rules, and sometimes we thought conversions were successful when they were not from where we were sat. Mm. Um, and the long advantages weren't always uh, picked up by the crowd as well when the referee's holding her arm out, <laughs> and some of them mistook it for I don't really know what, but it was great. Like uh, Everyone who I've spoken to like last night and this morning who was there just said it was epic.
2: It was just, yeah, words words cannot explain. Um, Wayne Smith is retiring. I spoke to his wife last night from all accounts. She was telling me that when he got the call out for the job, she sat him down and said, you have to take this. You have to do it for the women. And I, I said to her last night, cheers, you just want us the rugby World Cup. But he's off now to have a bit of retirement time for a little bit in Waihi Beach. Um, what does that mean? And we've got the next World Cup in three years.
0: Yeah, the next World Cup in three years is in England, so the prospect of 80,000 at Twickenham for oh a, a rematch is, is a frightening, is a well, exciting prospect, but a bit of a frightening one for the Ferns because never mind 40,000, 80,000 at the cauldron that is Twickenham. I, I've been lucky enough to go there a lot in my childhood and growing up in the UK, and it, it is a fantastic venue. Yeah. It is a fantastic venue. I can't stress that enough. It's gonna be- um, the coaching changes... Oh, right now, we can't we can't say. Like, um, I understand that New Zealand rugby are pushing to sort something before the end of the year, but I think in the initial week there'll be reviews and breakdowns and parties and hangovers, and <laughs> which is all, all well deserved. But yeah, I think Wayne himself has said often throughout this year that this is it for him. And you know, as, as you said, he was a bit reluctant to do the job at first. In his own words, he didn't know who all the players were which isn't a great look, but, um, because he, he wasn't involved before, and so so why would he? But you sort of see, I mean, what he said last night how proud he was of the team, never been more proud of a team in his career, which is a big statement from a guy who's coached the All Blacks, the Chiefs, uh, you know, been coaching teams with the All Blacks, the Chiefs and the Crusaders and had a great success. But right now, who knows, he'll be coached. I think it's just important to enjoy the moment for the next week or two. And, yeah. See, see what comes next. Who knows?
2: Enjoy the moment. Now we have to talk about England as well because let's face it, it takes two amazing teams to play such an intense, entertaining, hardcore game. His captain and star number eight, Sarah Hunter. After the game,
1: Sarah, I know this one will hurt probably you more than than most, but um, how do you even begin to reflect on that one? Yeah, it's really tough. You know, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Um, we've spoken. In the past, about how sport's pretty cruel and it doesn't always go the way you want, um, and it's won on lost and fine margins, and that's certainly what happened this evening. But there's an overriding feeling that of how proud I am of this team and how we conducted ourselves you know, going down to 14 players, well, 20 minutes in, and how. We trusted the process. We kept the belief. We had an onslaught from the New Zealanders, but you know we we stuck in there. And you know that moment at the end, like on another day, that's that's a different count. And New Zealand are feeling like we're doing, but you know super proud of what we've done. And we spoke before we came out here, and um, and this morning about. One result doesn't define this team, you know, and at the minute it probably feels like that for for the majority of the squad, but we've spoken about how hopefully we can look back and be proud of what we've done and what we've done together as a team, not just over the last eight weeks, but what we've done probably over the last three years, not just for the Red Roses, but for, for the women's game. and like yeah we can we can be proud of that and credit to New Zealand you know it hopefully was a great spectacle for, for the women's game out there and the neutral and yeah like they're deserved winners and congratulations to them and but we left nothing out on that pitch and that's something I think when you come off and you've lost a game if, if you know you've given absolutely everything then it maybe makes it that slightly little bit easier um, but yeah you can plan for just about everything, but I don't think anyone envisaged you going down to 14 players with an hour still to go. Give us an idea of what it's like to play in a World Cup final with one less player against a team like New Zealand. Yeah, pretty tough. Um found myself out on the edge of it a few times of like these super fast people running at you, but like it just shows you where this squad is, like it's adaptable. It fronts up to any challenge that is posed to us, you know. Like other teams, I think would have been on a probably an absolute hiding against New Zealand, but actually we fronted up, we stood up, we kept getting up, we kept fighting, um, because that's what a World Cup final you have to do. And I think it makes the challenge like that bit harder. But you know, again, like couldn't be prouder of 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 the way in which. As a, as a group, we, we we did that.
2: And I had a chat to ITV journalist LJ Jones, who was understandably downbeat about the result, but upbeat about the state of the game. LJ Jones, ITV, Kira, welcome to the podium. Uh, let's unpack that just for 30 seconds.
3: Uh, gutted for the young girls, I have to say. Um, I think the difficult thing, and this probably... Sounds like a, an odd and maybe a hot take from it, but I don't think that it's disproved that they are the best team in the world. Um, fundamentally, the Blackfinns led for 14 minutes that game, uh, five minutes, and then that last nine, and the fact that England kept it so close for all of that game. And I actually think they'll be devastated that in the end they, they didn't win it because they you know, had opportunities. Um, I think there were a number of injuries uh, within the team, and as Simon Wittsons just said to me, six weeks of a tournament that's always going to happen but you know it's um sorry the beers are coming out the beers are coming out i'll have one as well thank you thank you um uh so yeah i'm devastated for them i think it's a it's a massive shame for england but i think the biggest takeaway for all of us after this world cup is that we've moved the dial when it comes to women's rugby and and we've only got to wait three years for the next one that rolling wall deadly yeah, it's, it's it's their meat and drink. It's their bread and butter, isn't it? And, and you know, ironically, if they'd won the game at the end with, you know, a line out drive and, and you know, rolling more tries, nobody would have said anything about the side of rugby that Simon Middleton's team have played. So I think he came under a lot of scrutiny for it throughout the tournament. But actually, in the end, it showed the kind of team they were, the kind of team they are. Um, what will be interesting now is how many players remain in that program. As we said, it's a three-year cycle. It's not very long, whether he stays in, in charge. So yeah, there's uh, a lot to take away from it. Is it that goodbye retirement for Sarah Hunter? I don't think she'll retire. I think that she will play the first game of the Six Nations at least because it's up at Kingston Park, which is her local big club ground. And I know that she's desperate to be there. And you know, I think she played you know, very well at the time that she was on the pitch. So I don't think she'll be in a rush to go at the end of this one, um, but we're certainly not gonna see her in 2025. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, Joe,
2: were England rattled by the Black Ferns being so competitive because the only other team who's come close was France, like a month ago?
0: I think the the red card was obviously massive, as we said, but I think a big moment in that game when the Blackfins actually started to believe that they could win was when they scored that mall try. Mm. And you saw the reaction of the players. I was just looking through our photo archives, and there's a great Georgia Ponsonby who scored a, it. There's a very good emotional photo of her. Yeah, like roaring basically, like, you know, and they're all jumping around like they'd, won the, like they'd won the tournament basically because the mall was what defeated them last year and it didn't just defeat them, it crushed them, it flattened them, and they were scattered like pinballs all over that, all over the turf in France and England last year. I mean, they turned over that tournament underprepared so it was always going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. For England though, 30 wins in a row to fall short in the, the biggest game of the World Cup cycle is... Yeah, it's tough to take. I mean that they, they were very the Simon Middleton, the coach, and Sarah Hunter after the game were very, very gracious in defeat. I think they were looking at the bigger picture, saying what an occasion this was for the game and mm. uh, Hunter obviously was the skipper five years ago when they lost to the Blackfins in Belfast in a in a in a similarly dramatic game, but not, not quite as dramatic, of course, and not quite the same spectacle and following that this tournament has had clearly. Um yeah, it's They'll, they will, they will be sore, and it, uh, it just makes for a, a, more pressure on them to win the next World Cup in their backyard. Like
2: we talked a little bit about that rolling mall. it was incredibly impressive by England. Did they rely too much on it though?
0: I think once they once they lost Lydia Thompson, they they had to go, they had to be safe, They had to go up the guts. One of my favourite favourite, <laughs> one of my favourite rugby or league phrases, and it worked for them. Like despite the player disadvantage, they were. On top for long periods of that game. Mm. And it was so. I mean, Emma Kakane scored a hat trick, but she also had a very good game. So did um, Abby Ward at Lock and Alex Matthews at Loose Forward as well. Uh, I thought Zoe Harrison, the number 10, who just looked incredible in the first few weeks of the tournament in that big game against France that they won in the pool stages. I think she started well, but she sort of looked a bit rattled as few of her kicks went I mean, she's a brilliant kicking 10, mm. but she didn't have a great night. Yeah, I think they were rattled. It's, it's, diff- it's a big occasion and, you know, this is it. But are they too reliant on them all? I think maybe so. It has, it has been an accusation aimed at them from from the British press even as well. So it just wasn't their night, was it? Like the England coach said, it was written in the stars for the Black Ferns, And I guess it was, wasn't it? The world champions again. And I don't think anyone would have imagined this night six months or so ago when they first, or the, when did they first play? Five months ago against Australia in a soaking wet Tauranga domain. Um, Yeah, what a journey it's been. I mean, 12 wins in a row this year to win the tournament, and maybe maybe it was just meant to be. I'm still a bit rattled from last night myself, actually. Like, it was just, it was a magical night, wasn't it?
2: It really was. It was absolutely magical. And let's not forget the other amazing result overnight. Samoa into their first ever Rugby League World Cup final after beating England in the semi early this morning. The final against Australia is next weekend and the women's semis are on Tuesday morning. The Kiwi fans need to beat England to make the final. Joe, so you saw the Samoan leg fans in town this morning?
0: Yes, so I grew up as a very, very passionate, devoted English rugby league fan and my family still are in the UK and uh, they are absolutely raging at this (laughs) result, I can assure you, because it happened nine years ago when England lost to New Zealand in the semi-final. And what's amazing about this England Samoa result is that England beat Samoa 60 points to six in the first week of the tournament and the Samoa team were dreadful in so many ways. What a turnaround to beat them in the semi-final is is a remarkable result. But yes, as I left my hotel this morning, checked out, packed, um, got in my car, came out the car park, and then suddenly, whoosh, SUVs and cars, Samo and flags. Like they were, they were poor at the last tournament, uh, the last World Cup we had here in New Zealand, and, and it was over in Australia as well. And they didn't really get the opportunity to celebrate uh, because Tonga were, were much better side and obviously had better success. But yeah, even Queen Street was was noisy. There was the flags, the colour, there's Chahoo's, you name it. Like it was, it was loud. Just just being in Queen Street, like um, I'm sure the few black ferns are like, "What's that noise this morning?" Oh, no, it's, the, <laughs> uh, it's league fans, <laughs> league fans. But yeah, yeah, massive upset. I can't, I can't believe Amazing. it. Amazing, incredible.
2: Yeah. Go somewhere How exciting! Joe, thank you so much um, for being on the show today. Please go get some rest. I know you've got a few things to do. Eat something. Drink some more coffee. We've got more
0: writing to do before I'm finished <laughs> yet. But yeah, two things today, I think.
2: I need to get some lemon and honey for this voice. Oh my goodness! Can you tell I was yelling at the rugby last night? And if you're not rugby'd out this weekend, the All Blacks will play Scotland and Edinburgh at 3:15 tomorrow morning. Bosses of New Zealand, maybe brace for a few sick days because I think we need to catch up on sleep. And that's the podium. I'm Zoe George, and on behalf of our guests this week, producer John O. Williams and Philippa Tolley and audio editor Connor Scott, thanks for listening. Send us your black Ferns feedback. The podium at stuff.co.nz. We'll see you tomorrow for our regular episode. Let's leave it with the final word to Ruby Tui and the crowd at Eden Park.
1: New Zealand, do my mai.